Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Well, I want to uh, say from here a uh, happy birthday to my son. John Dillon is 16 today. 16. Our baby is 16. Wow. That is getting old. <laughs> but prettier as you go. Who else has a birthday this month? And Jesus, yes. Technically September, but we celebrate it in December. But who else has a birthday this month? All right, we're going to sing happy birthday to all these December babies. Ready? Happy birthday to you and Jesus. Happy birthday to you and Jesus. Happy birthday, whoever you are and Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Amen. All right. Well, give, your, give yourselves a big hand. Tonight, I want you to take your Bibles and go to the book of Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. I've just titled this message, What a Babe. What a Babe. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1 reads, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days, say that's now, spoken to us by His Son, whom He has appointed heir of all things, through whom also He made the worlds, who being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself, say by himself, purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better, say so much better, than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Lord, we love you tonight. We thank you for the gift of the babe, Jesus Christ, who came into this world as we do, was born of a virgin. That's not like us, but he was born like we are. And so, Lord, we are grateful for the gift of Jesus tonight, and we celebrate him. He is the incomparable Christ. He is the eternal one, the originator of eternity. Wonderful counselor. Mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And we honor our King tonight and our Lord and our Savior. We bless you. Lord, bless this moment in your word. Lord, we thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Christ to be granted to all those who hear the word tonight. Father, we thank you that your word is life to those who find it and it is health to all of their flesh. Let your word come alive in us tonight. As we look into this great King, our Savior, Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, amen. I mean, clearly, the central declaration, this passage, is twice this twice-repeated phrase, God spoke to man. God spoke to us. In time past, He spoke by the prophets, but now the writer says He has spoken to us by His Son. That indicates that the answer to the question of who is this baby? Who is this that has come to us in this way? 
this baby lying in Mary's lap in Bethlehem is the ultimate, the complete Word of God to mankind. John says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So in in this passage in Hebrews, we see the statement that Jesus is the Word of God with certain phrases that give five fantastic reasons why the child in Bethlehem is God's final word to men. I want you to look at verse 1. God who at various times and in various ways spoken time passed to the fathers by the prophets. When you, when you open the Old Testament, you, uh, you're, you're reading the word of God spoken to the fathers by the prophets. And, and how many different ways God spoke to men then. He spoke to men in dreams. He spoke to men in visions. He spoke... Uh, in sudden appearances, as we see it, all of a sudden an angel of the Lord would show up and, and speak to men. This happened uh, with Abraham on, on a few occasions. It, it happened with Moses, it happened with Joshua, it happened with uh, um, Samson's parents, uh, and, 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 and also Jacob. Many other times, uh, that wonderful act of inspiration also that nobody really fully understands where somebody is speaking the words of God. Uh, that, that, that don't come from the mind but, but flow out of the heart. And it comes to us in many different forms, as the writer of Hebrews says, in various ways and at various times. You open Genesis and you see the very straightforward but majestic moving tale of creation and of the fall of man and of the flood that destroyed mankind. And This is followed by the, the simple narrative of the lives of the, our, the patriarchs, the, the father of our faith, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, then the story of Moses emerges, and, 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 and we see the, the miraculous exodus, and, and then the thunderings of the law coming down to Israel, and then coming to the sweet songs of the Psalms, and the wisdom of Proverbs, and the tenderness of Song of Solomon. And the rest of the Old Testament is filled with words from these prophets, these exalted visions, and these mighty men who spoke in times of crisis in the nation of Israel, and yet... They filled with hope, something their eyes got full of that were beyond the horizons of their time and these the great events that God was going to bring into being when the season, the right season rolled around when the Redeemer would finally come to redeem Israel and ultimately all of us from our sin. It's only when you open up the Gospels that you really begin to see uh, and experience Jesus, who, who He was and what he did, uh, where he went, the things that he said, how he acted and how he lived and amongst the people, how he handled situations, and that all the utterance of the prophets begins to merge into one great voice and we get God's final word for mankind in this. Every, this the greatest river in our nation is the Missouri River, and it, but it it flows, it, it begins from many tributaries and springs and creeks and all kinds of places that come together and finally to this great body of water. All of these streams of prophets that, that God spoke through over time in various ways, all of them finally end up in the whole person of Jesus Christ. It's like when I, I'm, I uh, well, I have been a songwriter in the past, I won't write as many songs now as I used to, but 
But the, the challenge for me as a songwriter, and some of you who write songs here will understand what I'm saying, it's, it's pretty simple, it's pretty easy to get the chorus of the song. You get what they call the hook of the song. It's the part of the song that you all remember. You mumble through the verses, but when it hits the chorus, you know the words to the chorus. You know the main point. Of the, the, the chorus is the main point of the song. And the verses are just roads to get you to the point. I'm saying this in the verse to say this ultimately in the chorus. So the challenge is to write the verse to make sure that it's, it's a clear path to the point of the chorus, especially a second verse to a song. The first verse you can usually limp through, but the second one, mm, you've got to take another road, to, another way to say the same thing, basically. It's a challenge. But this, this is all, these are all, if you, if you will, these prophets and these things were all verses to the song until Jesus, the chorus, showed up and God showed us this is the main point of everything I've been trying to say. This is the embodiment, the Word become flesh and dwelling among us. God spoke these various places and times through them to bring the ultimate Word to us in Christ. The second reason why this child in Bethlehem is God's final word to man is verse 2. It says, Has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. I love this. There is the beginning in the past. He created the world. And there is the end of the future, where he is the heir of all things. Every now and then someone says to me about our times, our, when is all this going to end, Pastor Eric? And of course, I don't claim to be any expert on eschatology at all. I usually say something like, I don't care. All I know is he's coming. We do know that, that his coming is imminent. And because I used to really study this stuff out and, and listen to the experts and found out the experts are just trying to sell books at the end of the day. None of them are really experts. And they do sell the books. Are we in the last days? Is this time when God is going to bring human history to a jolting, crashing end? And the answer, of course, is maybe. Maybe. But we know the end is coming. And we are closer to the last day today than we were Last Wednesday, right? We're in the last days and, and we're getting closer to the last day. It will all end when the Son of Man returns in His glory and establishes His wonderful kingdom on the earth. And it's interesting, He's waiting for us there at the end of time. He is the heir of all things and yet He's not only at the end of the future, He is the beginning of the past. You look backwards to the very creation and that's where you find Him also, the, the most wonderful thing that this, this story of Christmas, this time of year, brings to us is this almost unbelievable statement that this baby who lies in Mary's arms in Bethlehem is the one who created the entire universe. And the Scripture says that He came into His own and His own didn't even receive Him. They didn't even recognize Him. They didn't know Him. The most amazing thing of all, I think, to remember is that this vast universe with its teeming millions of galaxies, billions, it takes hundreds of thousands of light years to cross even one of them. Imagine that. 
was brought into being by the hand of the one who's lying in a manger. Our next venture, as far as space is concerned, is Mars. We're looking at Mars. They say it takes two months to get there. Two months. It's 600 times further away than the moon is. And we're going to try it. Two months. Can you imagine? Are you sure we're going the right way? Are we there yet? <laughs> Two months to get there. And then their, their plan is, to once they land on Mars, is to be there for seven months and then two months home. It's a long way away. But we can see Mars. We can see Mars with the naked eye, especially on a really clear night. You can see it from here. But there are a lot of things we can't even see that are beyond, it's just beyond imagination, the size of these places, these stars and these galaxies and all those kinds of things, and yet he did it all. And he comes to us like this. Jesus stands at the very end of every path upon which every creature and every human being who ever lived travels. He's before all and he's beyond all. The third reason why this child in Bethlehem is God's final word to man is this, verse 3, who being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person and upholding all things by the word of His power. I love that. It doesn't say by the power of His word. It says by the word of His power. The word of His power. His power has a word. I love that. The word of His power. That sun stays 93 million miles away by the word of his power. We're all grateful for that. That sun's going to come up tomorrow. Why? Be because of the word of his power. There are predictable things, and we're glad they're predictable, things like the sun going up and going down. What if it didn't show up one day? It's going to be there because that's how God made it. It's all upheld by the word of his power. His creation continues to teem with life by the word of His power. His word is the expression of His power, held up. I need somebody with some muscle. All right, what guy in here claims to have some muscle on him? Hmm? Josiah? Is it you? Come up here, Josiah. Just a little example here, okay? Josiah meaning fire of God. I just want you to hold this up over your head for a little bit, all right? Just hold it up as long as you can. Now, I think that Josiah is probably a pretty powerful dude. And we're going to see, no, 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 straight up over your head. There you go. Arm strength, all right? Show what you got. But everything is in its place in creation by the word of His power. The ocean is not going to breach the shore by the word of His power. Once in a while, it'll sneak up over it, but it can't stay because God gave it boundaries. How? By the word of His power. Gravity is going to continue to pull down as He's experiencing right now by the word of His power. And there's nothing that Josiah's power can really do long-term about gravity. It can fight it for a little while. 
But after a while, it's going to give in because of the word of His power. Hmm? How's that feeling on the old triceps and the shoulders? Feeling good? All right, let's give Josiah a big hand. You've done great, sir. So long. We only have so much power, but the word of His power, listen to me, the word of His power is an everlasting power. That's why when His word comes to you, it doesn't matter how difficult your circumstance may seem or how long it has been enduring in your life, the word of His power far exceeds. That's why every trouble that we face, though sometimes it seems like it's long-term, it's not long-term compared to the word of His power. And if you'll grab a hold of His word, and if you'll believe His word, that circumstance, that situation, that problem has to change. It will. Your problem's got a great weakness. It's temporary. That's the, that's the problem with your problem. Hmm? It's temporary. But He upholds all things by the word of His power. How long is His word? His word is eternal. Because His word is a man. Hallelujah. The, his word is God. His word is the God-man, Jesus. Everything is in its place, in its time, and its purpose by the word of His power. Let's look at the fourth reason why this child in Bethlehem is God's final word to man. Is this, verse 3, uh, the latter part, when he had by himself, say by himself, purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Jesus is the final and complete word of God to man because he has solved the deepest problem of our life. The problem of human sinfulness. Everybody today is asking in the face of some of the most tragic things, why are these things happening? What's wrong with humanity? It's daily news. The violence that is, is in, our, in our society everywhere. That, you know, since 2007, more than half of school shootings has taken place. Of, in, in all of recorded history, since 2007, and it seems to be growing worse in some ways. Why this darkness and why all this corruption? The answer is very simple. It's man is, and his sinfulness is the problem, and the sinfulness of man is basically selfishness, is the sin of selfishness. This is what lies at the root of it, the terrible stain that all of us possess that can never be washed away by our own efforts. The amazing declaration of Scripture is that the reason the Creator of the world becomes this babe in Bethlehem was that He might purify us from our own human selfishness, purify us from our sins, that He might solve the unsolvable problem and wash away the unwashable stain. The good news at Christmas was this, peace on earth and goodwill toward men. And Jesus Christ by himself has the power to cleanse us from all of that. He has the power to put it away. The guilt of the past, whether it's the past 50 years or the past five minutes, he has the power to wash it all away. He has the power to cleanse it, to set us on our feet again. And give us a clean slate and a fresh page to write on every day of our lives. Thank you, Jesus, for that. To live life again in the power and the grace of this living God.
And this is the greatest message of all. He, he made purification for sins. And he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. He has solved that desperate problem of human life. He died for our sins. He was buried. He rose again three days later. The fifth reason why this child in Bethlehem is the final word of God to man is this. Look at verse 4. We'll finish with this. Having become so much better than the angels, as he is by inheritance, obtained a more excellent name than they. I want you to go to one last scripture, Revelation chapter 5, if you will. Revelation chapter 5. Everybody okay? I hope you're encouraged tonight. We're going to look at verse 6. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne, and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne, Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Thank you, Lord. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. And everybody at One Cause Church said, Amen. This is the closing scene of all time. This is the great One great event the whole creation is moving towards. All the events are working out in some strange way, more mysterious than we can imagine. The end that is described here. Therefore, this beautiful season of Christmas means to us the most momentous event the ages have ever known when the Lord of glory became that babe in Bethlehem in order that we might be delivered from our sin. That is what it's all about. It's the opportunity for love to break out into our families and our homes, amongst our friends and wherever we are. That the back of evil might be broken in our own individual lives. And we'll be free to be the loving creatures God made us to be. Through this great Son of God, God's final word to us, And Jesus said, love God and love others. This is the greatest that you can do in the earth. Love God and love others. Father, we thank you for this time together now. Thank you, Lord, for your word that has come to us. Thank you for the babe in Bethlehem, the Son of God who came to us and saved us from our sins, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. 
who didn't stay in that grave but rose from the dead. Our hope, our living hope, who is now ascended into heaven and seated at the right hand of the throne of God, who is making intercession for us even as we speak right now, even as we are in this room right now, our Savior is making intercession for us. His blood is speaking better things than that of Abel. It's the blood of the everlasting covenant. He made a new and a living way. Hallelujah. He has sanctified. He has, he has, he has forever sanctified those who are... He has forever perfected, I should say, perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Thank you, Lord, for that. That through Jesus Christ, we are all made perfect. All joined to the Lord. We are therefore one spirit with Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that great name that we can call upon on our day of trouble, and you will hear us. We call upon that name, and we are saved. We call upon your name, and we are healed. We call upon your name, Lord, in our distress, and you are there to deliver us. You are our, our light. You are our strength. You are our hope. You are the anchor of our soul. We bless you tonight, Jesus. We thank you for this word that has come to us, this final word from God to us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Thank you, Lord. And thank you, Lord, that we have a Savior who will never leave us, who will never forsake us, who is a very present help in trouble. So, Lord, I thank you that you're meeting people's needs even right now where they're at, far exceedingly above what they could ask or think. And you're providing for them according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And you're healing bodies because he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. And by his stripes we are healed. We thank you. Thank you that you have brought us near to God by your blood, Jesus. Thank you that we were far off, but you didn't leave us there. You brought us near. You brought us near to you. And you made peace with God for us. The end to the rage and havoc of war. That even in the midst of difficult circumstances, even in the midst of darkness and trouble, we can have a peace that surpasses all of it. Because peace is not the absence of trouble. It is the presence of God in us. Thank you for that. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Praise God. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.